the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. He spent over 40 years in and around the restaurant industry. He's been an owner and an operator. He's a member of the Colorado Restaurant Hall of Fame. For over 30 years, his radio shows have been keeping you updated on the ever-changing Colorado restaurant scene, where he invites you to join him, both on the air and for meals at area restaurants. He's Mike Boyle, and this is The Restaurant Show. Welcome back to another hour of the Restaurant Show. Happy to have you aboard. It is Saturday, September 9th. I'm your host, Mike Boyle. Uh, If you're just now joining me, happy to have you. But uh, we started last hour, and we talked about an awful lot of stuff. I am in Mexico. Left last Wednesday, flew on a nonstop United Airlines flight down to Cancun with a wonderful group of listeners. You know, got 22 people with me. And last January, took. 52 people. And so whatever turns you on, if you feel like going, we'd love to have you. And so the groups, they generally settle in in the 20, 30, 35, 40 range. Uh, 52 was a little unusual, but it was people just ready to get out of town. We talked in the last hour. If you're ready to get out of town in January, January 10th to the 17th, I've got a group going to Cabo San Lucas, and that will be a good-sized group because, first of all, I think Cabo has a lot of appeal. Many Many people haven't been there, even though it's become quite a tourist hub. But also, um, you know, it's January, and, and you're going to want to get out of here a little bit. The weather's going to be a little rough, and uh, and you're going to want to take a break. All right, so what I'm going to do this hour is I've got a lot of stuff that I gather over the days, weeks, leading up to trips, leading up to shows that I want to record, leading up to segments that I want to talk about. I found an article in the Nation's Restaurant News from July of this year. And, uh, of course, they published that publication. is probably the leading trade publication of the restaurant industry every month. So they come up with all different types of stuff, all different types of articles, people moving around, getting promotion, changing jobs. But I found a thing called the Happy Customer Index, Casual Dining. Which casual dining brands score highest for customer satisfaction and why? And I looked at this, two, four, six, eight, there are ten 
here. And the way they, it's got to be an established brand. That's defined as having 20 locations or more. So here are the top-rated established casual brands based on their 1 to 5 star guest satisfaction ratings, all right? So what I did was I looked at some of these places, you know, Hideaway Pizza. I'm not familiar with Hideaway Pizza. Flower Child, never heard of it. Loving Hut, who are they? But there's a lot of places that are listed here that are available to us in Colorado. And so I thought what I'd do is, since I'm in Mexico, and you're not, you're obviously listening in Colorado, maybe you might say, hmm, this might be kind of fun to go out and do some of this stuff today. Today, of course, is the day of the Castle Rock Art Festival. It goes on today and tomorrow. Maybe you're heading up to CU for the football game against Nebraska. Maybe you're heading over to Greeley for UNC's game against Incarnate Word. Or maybe you're just getting ready to go to the Bronco game tomorrow when they kick off the 2023 season against the Las Vegas Raiders. But this might encourage you to get out and maybe check out some of these restaurants, whether you have a ticket to those respective events or not. Okay, so let's do this. Let's take a break. And when we come back, let's uh, go over some of these restaurants and maybe give you a few ideas of things that you might want to do here on this weekend. I'm Mike Boyle, and this is The Restaurant Show. Welcome back to The Restaurant Show, where we actually sometimes even talk about restaurants. The Happy Customer Index. One of the highest ratings, uh, and of course they use a metric and they use one to five star ratings and so forth and so on. And they've got experts that figure it out and whoever these experts are. So the 10 restaurants from the bottom are Flower Child, not familiar with it, Hideaway Pizza, Not familiar with it. Now, that doesn't mean that these places don't have Denver or Colorado Springs on their radar because these are two hot markets that we have here in Colorado. All right. Number eight is the Melting Pot. Number seven, Loving Hut. Six is Metro Diner. Seasons 52. I'm working my way up. Kona Grill. Twin Peaks, Dewey's Pizza, and number one, believe it or not, with the overall star rating of 4.7 out of 5, is Mission Barbecue. Now, I was not familiar with Mission Barbecue until they opened a restaurant on Interquest Parkway in Colorado Springs, what, three, four months ago. They've got a big old army vehicle outside with a smoker on it. Uh, they're, uh, they give call signs to their um, managing partners. That's something that philosophically I disagree with a little bit. I think that if you're going to get a call sign, and I've talked to other veterans about this, we're not being fussy about it. We're not going to try to change it. We're not going to protest. We're not going to stand outside with a sign. I think that if you're going to be in a military environment— And give yourself a call sign. I think that you should be in the military or have been in the military. Do you agree with that? I don't know. We'll let you decide. But at any rate, 
And then I listen to this. Every day at noon at Mission Barbecues, they stop what they're doing for about a minute and a half. You know why? They play the national anthem. Yeah, I think I think it's pretty cool. Their barbecue, I've had their barbecue. Is it good? Yeah, it's good. You know, I, I listen, I love barbecue. I'm not going to tell you to go to Mission Barbecue on, on, in Interquest Parkway. Maybe you live in South Colorado Springs. Maybe you live in Denver. You don't want to make the drive. But I'll tell you what, there's plenty of Dickies around. Dickies does a wonderful job. There's plenty of other barbecue places that can satisfy, satisfy your queue. But I think it's pretty, I think it's worth noting that the Happy Customer Index Mission Barbecue. Number two is Dewey's Pizza. I'm not familiar with Dewey's Pizza. Uh, I don't know where all their locations are. I don't know where they are out of. And to be perfectly honest with you, I didn't take the time to look. But number three is Twin Peaks. You know what Twin Peaks is, right? It's a Hooters-style concept. They can say they're not. They can say they're a sports bar. They can say whatever they want. It's not... I've enjoyed them. I've gone to them. I think the food is good. It's going to be sports bar type food. They'll tell me we're chef inspired and made from scratch and we don't have any freezers and blah, blah, blah. But it's that type of place and it's attractive ladies serving you. Now, they're not quite. Remember the tilted kilt? I think the tilted kilt is a little bit. I just think that's a little over the top, but. No pun intended, I guess I should say, if you think about the clothes that they wore. But at any rate, uh, Twin Peaks, they do a nice job. They're number three. They get a 4.56 out of five stars. Number four is the Kona Grill. We've got Kona Grills in the uh, uh, metro area, so maybe we want to check that out. Seasons 52 is number five. Seasons 52 is located at Park Meadows, and they do a wonderful job. It's It's, let's call it primarily seafood, but it's a fresh grill. They've got a great bar, wonderful wine list. It's a it's a Darden company. Darden Company, of course, is one of the largest restaurant groups in the world. It's one of their concepts. And I know that some of you are saying, well, it's a chain. Yeah, just relax. Relax a little bit because they do a wonderful, wonderful job. Uh, number six is the Metro Diner. I am not familiar with them. Loving Hut, I'm not familiar with them. But then number eight is the Melting Pot. And the only thing I would say about the melting pot is that I think that you need to have either A, a significant other, and want to go out and spend time with that significant other that you don't maybe get a chance to spend enough time with, leave the kids at home, leave the kids with grandma, and go out and enjoy it and have a long, leisurely, relaxing, fondue dinner. Now, maybe you want to take another couple, maybe you want to take a third couple, but, you know, and then you can relax and try a bunch of different stuff and stick forks in each other's mouth and so forth. But I I think the melting pot, but... There's no way that a bachelor like me would say, hmm, I think I'll go to the melting pot today and just sit there and eat fondue by myself. But they do a wonderful job. Uh, Of course, there's one in Littleton, in historic Littleton. There's one in downtown Colorado Springs. Completely different atmospheres, but they both do a wonderful, wonderful job. And I, I think that it's certainly worth noting that they score very high on the happy customer index. Number nine is Hideaway Pizza. I'm not familiar with them. I I didn't know that there was a pizza place in the country that we don't have in the front range, along the front range. And number 
10 is Flower Child. I'm not familiar with Flower Child either. But, but you know, I think that if a restaurant chain is known for making you happy, for having customer service, being customer-oriented, then those are places that we probably should. I, I tell people this on the air all the time. We may disagree on a sauce, a presentation, a preparation, a price. We may disagree on the dish, whether it's a pizza or a hamburger, but I will never send you anywhere where I don't think they appreciate your business. That's where the rubber meets the road. All right. So anyway, we went through those, the uh, Happy Customer Index, Casual Dining. Let's do this. Let's go and take a break. Did you know that Smash Burger has a new burger out? We're going to talk a little bit about that and much, much more when we come back on the Mike Boyle Restaurant Show. to the restaurant show it is Saturday September 9th happy to have you with me I've already given you even though I'm on uh, out of town I'm in Mexico we're not doing a boil meal deal matter of fact the next event coming up uh, for the show is the book club coming up on Wednesday September 20th at the View House restaurant in Centennial check it out on my website I've told you a little bit about the Rockies being out of town Broncos being in town tomorrow CU playing today UNC playing up in Greeley today Air Force out of town CSU off, but uh, plenty of things to do around town, plenty of things to do up and down the front range, maybe visit some restaurants. Maybe you might want to check out, and I'm going to get into the fastest growing restaurant chains, emerging restaurant chains in the United States, okay? I'm going to share some of those with you because they might be places you want to check out. But I found this smash burger. You know, I love... Jeff and Jaron Richard. They are the people that started Crave Real Burgers in Castle Rock about 12 years ago. They expanded. They had one in Highlands Ranch. They had one in Colorado Springs. When the leases ran out, they just shut them down, consolidated into Castle Rock. Uh, but after about 10, 12 years, they decided they wanted to sell out. They've got family down in the Houston area. They wanted to be down along the bay. They wanted to be in Galveston, Rockport, do some fishing. Uh, Jeff loves to fish. So they sold the one remaining Crave Burger, and Castle Rock is doing very well. It's owned by a lady named Aletha Roundy, delightful young lady. She's got a partner named Sal doing a great job. Anyway, Jeff and I, uh, I, I mean, we're good friends. We've known each other for years. Remember when they had the Old Stone Church in Castle Rock for 25 years serving upscale food? But I'm not a chef inspired guy chef burger inspired guy okay i want to have a burger i don't need a reuben sandwich on top of it i don't need it served in a donut i don't just give me a hamburger okay a good old-fashioned american hamburger do i ever get them with bacon on them yeah because you know who gets the bacon, right? Bailey the Mexican street dog. But I, if you give me my favorite burger to crave is a Cheesy Jane. I just want a good bun. 
I want a bun that is proportionate to the size of the burger. I want a half-pound burger. I'd like it cooked on a grill, but if you're going to cook it on a flat top, I want it red center. The way I ordered is medium rare. I want warm center, red center. Red center, red but warm center. All right, so char the outside, seal the juices in, put a piece of cheese in it, put it on a bun that does not dominate. I don't want to taste too much bread any more than I want to taste too much meat. You want it to just blend very nicely. I don't want lettuce on it. I don't want tomato on it. I'll put a little bit of ketchup on it. Ketchup goes on a hamburger. Mustard goes on a hot dog. I'll put a little bit of ketchup on it. Uh, I'll generally get some raw onion, maybe a couple pickle slices, and that's the way I want my burger. But Smash Burger is coming out. I, I, I don't know that I would ever order it, or if I ordered it, it would be just in the interest of research. Carolina barbecue burnt ends burger. All right, you know what burnt ends are. You go out for uh, barbecue and you get burnt ends. Slow smoke burnt ends of beef in a mustardy South Carolina-style barbecue sauce topped with pickles and aged cheddar cheese on a soft Parker House roll. Uh, it was an LTA, uh, an LTO, better, limited time offer. It, served for, it was served for $12, and it looks good, but uh, you know what? They might still be around. Smash Burger it might be something that you might want to try. All right, let's get into the fastest-growing emerging restaurant chains in the U.S. I'm not going to go over Dig out of New York City or Hawaiian Brothers going to the other coast, Hawaiian Brothers Island Grill out of Belton, Missouri. Hawaiian Grill out of Belton, Missouri. But I'm going to give you the places that are in Colorado uh, because there's some news names you're going to recognize, and I think it might be fun to kind of try some of these places. Number five is Ziggy's Coffee. Now, since the vast, vast, vast majority of Americans start their day with coffee, matter of fact, I was reading an article about Dutch Brothers out of Oregon. Dutch Brothers Coffee, it is exploding. You know? Anyway, Ziggy's Coffee is out of Mead, Colorado, M-E-A-D. They've got 65 units. They plan to increase 20 units. Now, that, that makes them an emerging restaurant group. That makes them an emerging chain. It doesn't make them one of the biggest. Obviously, Jersey Mike's is expanding much faster. They'll go two to 300 restaurants every year. Well, Ziggy's is a little bit behind that curve. The specialty coffee shop and drive through franchise was founded by husband and wife team Brandon and Cameron Knutson in 2004 and started franchising in 2016. Its expansion has picked up speed in recent years. As of the end of 2022, they had 65 locations, but have since expanded to 72 units with another 25 or so set to open this year. I, the only question, I'm asking the question rhetorically, I don't expect an answer, but at what point, whether it's Ziggy's, Starbucks, Dutch Brothers Coffee, how many coffee shops, locations, kiosks can this country 
sustain. I'm telling you, it's unbelievable. All right, so then we get into 7, 8, 9, 10, and then popping up at number 20 is out of Fort Collins. Chiba Hut Toasted Subs. Now, I've heard of them, but to the best of my knowledge, I've never had one. They've got 50 units. Fort Collins, Colorado-based Chiba Hut C-H-E-B-A. Chiba Hut has been serving toasted subs, salads, and munchies since 1998. I don't think that that's the proper way to... Toasted subs, salads, and munchies? They're not toasted salads. I think commas matter. So anyway, uh, since 1998, most locations also have a full bar. The chain, which which embraces a very specific counterculture I don't know what that means I do know it makes my mind run wild um, in, in, it had 50 locations at the end of 22 but it is marking for a 10% unit increase this year you know one of the fastest emerging chain restaurant groups if I told you this you would say no you would never guess it, no matter how many guesses you had. Number 22 is the Black Angus Steakhouse. Where have you gone, Black Angus Steakhouse? Out of Sherman Oaks, California. Do you know how many units there are? 38. Founded in 1964, Stuart Anderson's Black Angus Restaurant, this high-end steakhouse chain operated 103 restaurants. At the turn of the century, then closed after filing for bankruptcy protection in 2004. They had 103. In 2022, only 32. In 2021, I beg your pardon, only 32 restaurants remain. But it expanded significantly last year. It went from 32 to 38. And we're talking, we're talking about a major expense if you're going to open up a Black Angus Steakhouse. So, you know what? Listen, I remember Black Angus's fondly from when I was younger. And you'd get a date and you'd go to the Black Angus Steakhouse. Yeah. Yeah, you remember those. So anyway, they're on their way back. There used to be one right there on Havana for years, right near the Kennedy Golf Course in Denver. Uh, I don't remember if Colorado Springs had one or not, but at any rate, they were good. They were good. If we get one, you know what, I'll probably go back and give it a try. All right. So now we're through the 20s and we're through the 30s. I'm talking about of the top 100. And then we get to number 39, Fogo de Chao. Fogo de Chao out of Plano, Texas. They've got 55 units. They are a Brazilian-style steakhouse. There's Tucano's. There's uh, Rodizio. You know, where you walk in, they've got this gigantic salad bar. The gauchos come by with the food on a skewer, and and you just eat like a pig. And um, they're expensive, though. Experimental dining is in, and this all-you-can-eat Brazilian concept provides dinner and a show of sorts with gaucho meat experts carving different cuts at tableside. It also features an all-you-can-eat market bar and a la carte items at that 
bar. So anyway, Fogo de Chaos. You know what? My daughter took me for Father's Day about, uh, I don't know, five years ago or so to the one out in um, Playa del Rey, El Segundo, that area, Culver City out in California. It was absolutely delicious. And But you know, the thing is, when you walk out of there, you just feel like, yeah, you just feel like a pig. You know what? You just, oh, my God, they're charging me. You know, last I remember, they were charging, what, 49 a head or something like that. So, And that was, pre, that was pre-Biden. So that was pre-inflation. And so you just say to yourself, my God. All right, so let's talk about a couple of others here that are here in Colorado. And one that recently left, and that might surprise you a little bit. I'm Mike Boyle. We're talking here on Saturday, September 9th on The Restaurant Show. We'll be right back. It's four in the morning. I must have shut them all down. All right, welcome back to the restaurant show. It is uh, Saturday, September 9th. I am in Mexico with a group of listeners, but uh, we're talking about the fastest growing emerging restaurant chains in the United States. And it doesn't mean by number of units, it might mean by percentage of units. For example, we talked about the Black Angus coming back, went from 103 restaurants to 32. Now they've got 38. So that's a six restaurant growth. That's a pretty good percentage. But there's other places that are growing faster, other places that are growing a bit quicker. So number 49 on this list is Johnny Rockets out of Lake Forest, California. Burgers and shakes are the specialty of this chain, traditionally accompanied by dancing servers, although the company now owned by Fat Brands has moved to a more modern look in recent years. Um, Fat Brands used to be Fat Burgers, I believe. But Johnny Rockets, you know, I know we've got one. Uh, I believe we've got Do we have one in Castle Rock? I don't. I can't remember. But I, a lot of times you'll see them in airports, um, international airports. They seem to pop up in those places. So anyway, we're going through the 40s and the 50s. Number 55, Lazy Dog Restaurant and Bar. I think they do a nice job. They're out of Huntington Beach, California. I I think they actually started out of Seattle. Um, and I think I might have, well, it says no, founded in 2003 in California, now operates across eight states with more on the way. They've got 44 units. Um, the concept is influenced by the lifestyle of Rocky Mountains, where founder Chris Sims spent time with family growing up. Menu features handcrafted American food, specialty cocktails, and a wide selection of craft beers. Lazy Dog's Beer Club provides access to small batch specialty beers and more. I think they do a nice job. And they've got the Rocky Mountain feel. By that, it means, you know, you may find a... um, a rock, a stone fireplace, uh, you know, but they do a nice job, and um, they're very, very busy. We've got a bunch of them all along the front range, but they're in the process of really expanding. All right, number 58 on this list of 100, Hard Rock Cafe. What? I thought we just closed one on the 16th Street Mall. We did. Folks, let me tell you. First of all, God bless you folks that want to go down to the Kittridge building at 16th and Glenarm, to West, to Gary Mendelli's place. God bless those of you that want to go down to the View House at Coors Field. 
God bless you, those of you that want to wander through Larimer Square and enjoy some of the wonderful restaurants. I, I just don't have the urge. And the Hard Rock Cafe was on the 16th Street Mall. Of course, there's an incredible amount of construction. It's just a freak show down there now. But um, they closed that one, but they are in expansion mode. They are headquartered in Davie, Florida. they got 38 units. This legacy casual dining chain was founded in London and is known for the rock-themed uh, rock paraphernalia that's at the heart of its decor, as well as T-shirts and burgers. I would be curious to hear what percentage of their gross sales for a year are in T-shirts. Because I guarantee you it's a big, big number. It's global brand with around 165 restaurants around the world along with hotels and casinos. So they plan on expanding quite a bit this year. Uh, that's the Hard Rock Cafe out of Davie, Florida. A couple of other places that we have, Old Chicago Pizza and Tap Room out of Houston, 82 locations. Old Chicago Pizza and Tap Room. I think, do you like the Old Chicago's? I think the Old Chicago's do a good job. Good burgers, good salads. Hey, it's called Pizza and Tap Room. They got good pizzas. You would expect that. Old Chicago Pizza and Tap Room is a restaurant specializing in authentic pizzas, tap room fare, and local and legacy craft beers. Founded in 1976. You know who founded them? Frank Day out of Boulder, Colorado. Yep, he founded Old Chicago's. He founded the Rock Bottom. Owns uh, the hotel or owned at the time. I've, I've had drinks with him there at the Hotel Boulderado in uh, downtown Boulder, historic Boulderado Hotel. Anyway, Old Chicago's Pizza and Tap Room, uh, founded in 1776. How about 1976? <laughs> Wait a minute, wasn't it the Revolution? It was in 1776. Founded in 1976, Old Chicago operates over 80 restaurants in 24 states. And they've also gone, by the way, with a new prototype style in Pueblo, in South Colorado Springs. They are really, as a matter of fact, they've got a new prototype style in uh, Highlands Ranch over at Lucent and 470. Beautiful, beautiful restaurants, very airy, very open, lots of brass, lots of glass. And if they cannot get an acceptable lease arrangement, on a location that they've had, they just shut them down. They shut that restaurant down on Tejon Street in Colorado Springs. Just say we can't make it work. Um, they shut down one at um, Academy and Austin Bluffs in Colorado Springs. Uh, they shut down another one up in Denver. Uh, but they do a great job. I, I think their food is absolutely wonderful. So Old Chicago is number 63 on the list, 82 units. Uh, the Dog House, H-A-U-S, out of Pasadena, California. You know what? I love a hot dog. I was going to go, right before I left for Mexico, to the Dairy Queen in Castle Rock. I've explained to you that a lot of Dairy Queen stores, most of them are Dairy Queen chill stores. So you're going to get the Blizzard, you get the Dilly Bar, the ice cream. But if it's a grill and chill, then they've got wonderful burgers and chicken tenders. They've got some great dip. Their buffalo dipping sauce is really, really good. I love buffalo taste. I just love that buffalo flavor. And they've got hot dogs. But anyway, I like a hot dog. When I go to a ball game, and by the way, ball 
hot dogs get mustard, folks. Don't be putting ketchup on a hot dog. Sorry. But at any rate, when I go to a ballpark, even though they have a unique this and a unique that, I want a hot dog. And I want mustard on it and some raw onions. Yeah. Give me a cold beer to wash it down. Anyway, the doghouse is out of Pasadena, California. they got 58 units. Gourmet and multicultural hot dogs on King's Hawaiian Rolls are the bread and butter, so to speak, of this fast casual chain and also its monthly promotions. Um you know what, they they, they, they they do a lot of stuff where proceeds go to hunger relief, stuff like that. They're a good organization. Um, I know we've got one in North Colorado Springs, up around Northgate. I don't know if we have any in Denver. Do we have any dog houses in Denver? Um, but you can look it up on your own. I'm just throwing out some ideas, and you can kind of figure out what you want to do. 73 is Rudy's. Country Store and Barbecue out of Brownsville, Texas. They got 51 units. Just north of San Antonio, at the edge of the Texas Hill Country, sits the small community of Leon Springs, founded in the, 19, uh, in the 1800s by Max Awe. Leon Springs Cityscape changed when Max's son Rudolph opened a one-stop gas station, garage, and grocery store. Barbecue was added to the operation in 1989, and Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue has been serving up tasty food ever since. There's one on Highway 24, Cimarron Street in Colorado Springs, west of town. As you head up to Manitou Springs, as you head up to the Divide and Cripple Creek, they do a great job. And, man, they are packed. They are busy all the time. Hey, when you speak about the Hill Country, you know where the Hill Country is out of San Antonio? It's northwest of San Antonio. It's on Highway, what is that, 10 that goes up to El Paso eventually? But that's where, you know, that's where the macaroni grill started. That's where you go and you get your beers. They put out those big horse troughs, and they put the beer in, and then they dump ice on them. So here you are sitting at a picnic table in Bernie, Texas, or Cureville, or some of those places, Leon Springs. It's about 150 degrees, one of those South Texas days, and you're drinking beers that will just hurt your teeth, I'm telling you what. But anyway, I digress. Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue out of Brownsville. All right, we got about uh, three more here, so uh, no, maybe we got a couple more than that. Uh, Ocean Prime out of Columbus, Ohio. Columbus, Ohio-based restaurateur Cameron Mitchells. He's a big deal in in, in uh, Columbus. Uh, flagship and growth vehicle, blah, blah, polished casual setting. Opened a new unit last year, and another one just opened in Las Vegas. So they're going from 17 units up with a couple of more. They do a great job. I mean, if you're looking for a really nice night out and some really good food, Ocean Prime does a fabulous job. Of course, it's in Denver, so you folks listening in Colorado Springs, you're going to have to drive a little bit. Oh, but the tech center, this is conveniently located. Papa Do's Seafood Kitchen. Houston, 41 units. This Louisiana-inspired offshoot of the Pappas family of restaurants. And the Pappas family, let me digress a little bit again. You know me and my stories. There's a Pappas Steakhouse in Houston. And it is absolutely unbelievable. I went there with a friend of mine and my daughter when we were down for the Houston All-Star Game. But, boy, you better take money because they've got wines. They've got wines in the 10, 15, 20, 
$25,000 a bottle range. Um, I have not had any of those, but uh, I'll tell you something, the Pappas Brothers Steakhouse. Anyway, Papado's Seafood Kitchen. This Louisiana-style inspired of the Pappas family offers classics inspired by the state, including stuffed crab and other specialties. The atmosphere is casual dining and comfortable. Service is always very good. They do a great job with the service. They get the meals out in a hurry. You know, it's one of, you know, Steve Shaw, the Black Eyed Peas? Owns all the Black Eyed Peas all up and down the front range. It's one of his favorite restaurants. I've had lunch with him. Uh, some other talk show hosts, Peter Boyles and Mike Rosen, we've all gone there. They do a wonderful, wonderful job. All right, I'll tell you what. I have got uh, one, two, uh, two more places that are from Colorado. Let's do this. Let's go ahead and take a break, and when we come back, we'll wrap up this hour by talking about two more places that are on the uh, rapidly growing restaurant list. Okay, well, we'll do that when we come back here on the restaurant show. be holding you tonight I could quit doing wrong and start doing right All right, wrapping up this hour of the Mike Boyle Restaurant Show, we are talking about the 100 fastest growing emerging restaurant chains in the United States. Now, these are all over the country and I didn't go over 100 of them. I grew I went over the ones that uh, are growing here in Colorado and have a little bit of a Colorado influence and a little bit of a Colorado flavor. Um, The Yard House, um, a division of Orlando-based Darden restaurants. Okay, they're a biggie. They're Olive Garden. They're Seasons 52. They're a monster. And they were started actually in Colorado by a guy, and, uh, you know, he got lucky. He sold out and got a big check, and uh, whether or not he's even in Involved in an advisory capacity, I don't know, but they have 85 units. They're out of Orlando, Florida. This division of Orlando, Florida-based Arden Restaurants offers beer by the yard, should the consumers be so inclined. Uh, for those of you that went to public school, a yard is three feet. Um, the American menu offers casual dining setting. Darden completed its acquisition of the Yard House in 2012, so that's when the guy got the big check. You know, I, I will tell you, I'm going to ask the producer, helping me produce the show, have you been to Yard Houses? Are you, and, and what are your thoughts? I, 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 I'm a guy that wants his beer. They they were predicated on having maybe a 100 beers, something like that. So you'd have this monster, monster, monster storage facility on premises but away from. So by the time it came through the tap, it was cold, but I want my beer to hurt my teeth. And that's one of, that's one of the lasting impressions that I've always had of, of Yard House. Yeah, the one on the 16th Street Mall, I'd been down there before, and they had pretty good food, actually, and a huge bar, and I used to enjoy going down there. Lots of great beer selection, lots of different beers for sure. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, well, and like I said, they prided themselves in having 100 beers or something like that. All right, just one man's opinion. Okay, so the last one is this is out of Lakewood, Colorado. Okay, Manhattan Bagel Company. I've never heard of it. 
67 units. Manhattan Bagel Company was founded in 1987. You'd think I'd have heard of it by now. And is now part of Panera Brands. I guess what that means is that they have been acquired by Panera Brands. Um, It focuses on New York-style bagels, boiled and baked in-store daily, as well as New York-style deli sandwiches. So, anyway, that, that gives you a few places to think about, maybe a few places to go. I, I will tell you this, that when I'm in the mood for a bagel, when I get, you know, we all get kind of little cravings, right? When I'm in the mood for a bagel, I think the Einstein's Everything Bagel is as good as you can get. I like them to toast it. And then I just use the plain white cream cheese. I don't need the flavored cream cheese or something. It is always... Matter of fact, I'm getting hungry right now just thinking about it. They do a great job. And you might also want to think about the Courtyard Social in downtown Castle Rock. Maybe you're going to the Art Fest today or tomorrow. The Courtyard Social serves a Reuben sandwich on an Einstein's Everything Bagel. And you know, you think it might clash a little bit. You think it might be too much bread. You might. It is an absolutely. I mean, it's a fabulous, fabulous sandwich. And maybe, maybe the next time I get my Einstein's everything bagel spasm, I'll just go and have lunch at the courtyard and get a Reuben sandwich because I love a good Reuben sandwich with it. But uh, there's just another suggestion for you. So anyway, hope you enjoyed this hour. Uh, Just gave me a chance to catch up. I didn't get a chance to talk about tequila. Uh, Tequila is going full steam ahead. It is about to overtake vodka. It's overtaken whiskeys in the United States for consumption, distribution and consumption. It is really, really exploding. And my personal opinion about, listen, I, I love a margarita. I love Coyote Gold margaritas. I love my margarita recipe, which is on my website at MikeBoyle.com. But tequila by itself, for shots or to sip, it's vile. But I'm telling you, when you put it in a good margarita, when you put it in a Coyote Gold, it's really good. And now they're coming out with chocolate-flavored tequilas and peach-flavored. They've got banana-flavored, jalapeno-flavored. And, man, that takes tequila up to a whole new level of a sipping spirit. Boy, it really does good. But I'll try to get to that article and some of that other stuff somewhere down the road. All right, so that wraps up this hour. I want to thank you for tuning in. Um, Don't forget, I've got a trip coming up to Cabo San Lucas, January 10th to the 17th. Obviously, 2024, we don't have any more Januaries in 2023. But if you'd like to go, it's on my website at MikeBoyle.com. It's going to be a fabulous trip, fabulous group, and a fabulous place to be in January when it's cold, cold, cold here and warm, warm, warm there. We'll see some whales as well. All right, that wraps up this hour of the Mike Boyle Restaurant Show. Life is good today. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.